Welcome, everyone, to this uh, Bolt from the Blue a podcast, and we're here to discuss the uh, FA Cup semi-final against Liverpool. And uh, in our virtual studio, we have the following gentlemen. First of all, Colin Savage. Colin, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm not too bad, considering <laughs> our trebles off the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've also got uh, Bernard Deneen. Bernard, how are you doing? No, I'm not bad with the doubles on still, guys, so we'll go, we'll go for that. <laughs> and uh, as you can guess from the cackles in the background, we also have Mr. Raymond Bubbles. How are you doing, Ray? Hey, I'm not too bad. I thought you were going to say Raymond's review bar for a second there. Uh, <laughs> if you're old enough to remember that. Uh, but I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right considering uh, testing weekend. It was an interesting weekend, guys. Uh, let's start off with the lineups, and I think uh, uh, never before has the lineups uh, been more significant. For Manchester City, uh, Zach Stefan, Cancelo, Stones, Ake, Zinchenko, Bernardo Silva, Fernandinho, Grealish, Foden, Gabby J, and Sterling. For Liverpool. Interesting that uh, you didn't quite have the same depletion of resources. Alisson, Alexander, Arnold, Kunate, Van Dijk, Robertson, Keita, Fabinho, Thiago, Salah, Diaz, Mane. Um, Colin, it seems that one manager was taking it a little bit more seriously than the other. Um, y- yes, I think. Um, I think their lineup was obviously maybe Bar Jota. That their strongest team, but um, yeah, but was Pep taking it? Could you say Pep wasn't taking it as seriously? I mean, uh, when Walker was out, Diaz was only coming back. KDB and uh, Gundogan apparently were carrying slight knocks. Um, you know, I think um, Stefan was definitely the the. Not surprised because we predicted it on the last. We predicted that lineup pretty well, accurately, didn't we? I think on the last mm. part. Um, so it wasn't a particular shock. I mean, say the two players, uh, Rodri, um, obviously Rodri, Mares, Edison, uh, Laporte, Gundogan, Diaz. Yeah, Walker missing. You know, it was. It wasn't a surprise that lineup, but the the question is um, how much. Yeah, I mean, how seriously was was Pep basically prepared to sacrifice the FA Cup for a for a shot at the Premier League and Champions League? And, and let's be honest, if we if we get that shot at the Premier League and Champions League, um, I don't think any of us would would uh, complain particularly. But yeah, there's lots of people angry about the lineup, but you can't, you know, if, if I'd rather have KDB and Gundogan fit for and Diaz fit for Wednesday than risk them uh, if they're not quite right in a game of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. Ray, it wasn't a good ha- uh, first half for uh, for us, was it? Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, it was terrible. It was, look, I'm just going to go on, on the lineup. It's, it's, it's possibly the best side, all, almost the best side we could put out under the circumstances. It doesn't help your cause when four of your back five um, are either out, um, are either have not played much at all, or not even playing in the best posi- in the right position. You know, we had Cancelo on the right, and he's been playing on the, obviously on the left all season. Uh, we had John Stones, top top uh, world class defender. Zach Stefan, 
Hadley gets a, 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 a run around. We had Aki playing to centre back, which is not his norm. You would well, he's okay there, and then you've got Zinchenko on the left. So you got you know three or four of them, and not haven't been playing much or are not in the the correct position. There's only John Stones that I think there. So you know it, it, you're asking for a, a little trouble, and and you know Liverpool came out of the blocks flying because you know looking back at the starting lineup, the Benfica game they didn't they rested so many players. You know if it had been the other way around, if they had been playing Atletico Madrid, if they if their first leg had been tight, they'd have. Had to play their uh, f- f- uh, the best lineup in midweek, and they didn't have to do that. So they rested six or seven players. Um, and you know, yeah, if we if we'd beaten Atletico, uh, you know, like three 0 in Manchester, we might have rested a few players. It's just the way the cookies crumbled. They've got the the look of the draw, and it's, you know, it's, we just have to sadly we have to put up with it and, and live with it. But we mm-hmm. you know, for, for them coming out the blocks fast, we were a bit slow. And I'm sorry, you can't give freebie opportunities. You just can't. You know that's that second goal from the Zach Steffen era. You, I'm sorry, you just can't. Do, you can't do silly things like that. The Kanati one, his header mistakes again because you know we do this uh, zonal marking. Uh, Aki ended up trying to uh, jump in for a header, and Kanati had the march on him. We had two or three players who were supposed to stop Kanati getting that. Um, you know, getting that uh, those few yards and, and coming in it with some momentum, and they didn't stop him, so he just badged them aside. Um, uh, you know, it's just error after error after error, and we just we weren't at the races. Yeah, I mean, was, sorry, uh, uh, it was sorry, almost a continuation of that second half in Madrid, wasn't it? We yeah. were mm. not at the races. Mm. We were pressed. We we didn't look at all composed. We weren't doing anything with the ball, and it was like watching a you know a full ninety minutes. In in uh, two games, full ninety minutes of kind of us losing our composure in in two different games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bernard, I didn't have a good feeling going into this game. I I kind of felt something like this happened. Actually, as it turned out, we made it respectable at the end. But um, uh, I don't know what, what was your feeling going into this game. Yeah, I think once we saw the team, and obviously we have to believe what Pep tells us, don't we? About uh, obviously the guys not being fit. He was, he actually said, apart from Delap and Lavia, who were never going to get on in a million years, it was just Diaz and Mares were his options. The other guys were all crocked to some extent. So obviously he put them all on the bench just to, for a psychological effect. I would have thought over, over Liverpool, the thought that at least we had someone like KDB to come on and stuff like that. So that was clever. But I think we all read between the lines, and I think I think we said last week. I, we knew Stefan had played, but I didn't want him to play, in all fairness. He, we're a totally different team with Stefan at the back. The defence, even our best four defenders were not the same with Stefan because we expect to play the same sort of football and we can't. We don't play the same sort of football when Stefan's in goal because he's not. he hasn't got the same <laughs> skill set. But Edison's, what is the point? The same. I mean, that goal Ray just mentioned there, I mean, Stones could have easily got rid of that. But obviously, you know, he knows Edison's behind. If Edison's there, Edison's behind him. He can play it back to Edison. He's calm. But obviously, he's not Edison. It's Stefan. So, you know, Pep should take Stones to one side and said, look, if, if you're under a bit of pressure, just it rolls in. But he's not going to do that. We're going to play the same way all the time. And unfortunately, we don't have to, we didn't have the players on the pitch to play our normal method of playing defence. And the trouble is, Liverpool's best best bit is their attack. So if we're going to play a weaker defence 
we're going to get hammered. And I, obviously, once that first goal went in, I, I, you know, I was just trying to think how many is it going to be? Uh, you know, is it going to be embarrassing? And as, it, as you said, it wasn't, but uh, only only because at least Liverpool took the foot off the gas and they did that second half and they were panicking a little bit. And perhaps we, we you know, if uh, Pep had tried to hail Mary, which he never does, does he? Let's be honest about it. Why, why not bring Dilap on in the 70th minute once Jesus has cocked up that, that great chance? Why not put Dilap on? Why not, not do something a little bit different? A player who Liverpool aren't that familiar with. They're used to all the other guys. They're used to Grealish. They're used to Sterling. They're used to all these players. You know, Pep, just just throw an Hail Mary occasionally. You know, no one will think anything worse of you. But, uh, you know, we just literally got back in it. And it, unfortunately, as ever, typical City, it just wasn't good enough. And we didn't deserve to, to get anything out of it in the end because of the of the team we played and and the way we played, which was was poor. We played like we, you know, the, we just played as though we normally... I think we asked, I think Pep has to change things a little bit sometimes and he doesn't. He sticks to what he's... 83rd minute substitution. Come on, what what is the point of putting a substitute on in the 83rd minute? It's up. Absolutely ridiculous. He's just he's a genius, but I'm sorry, he just again given given his ammunition, perhaps that's the best he could do. But I'm sorry, change your game plan slightly. Just to say, just take a couple of you know, throw throw Dilap on for 30 minutes. Just well, three one down. Does it matter? No, just throw Dilap on. Just just change it up a little bit. It, it does annoy me just a little bit. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you, Bernard. You know, to not make subs until so late. And the thing is, <coughs> excuse me. After the 2-2 draw last week, you know, we were miles better than Liverpool. And then I remember people asking, uh, you know, the, the, the pundits or the, the reporters were asking the managers, you know, what would you learn? Who learned the most? And people, you know, city side were thinking, oh, yeah, you know, we're miles better. We'll, we'll just cruise it. And, and, I, and I just thought, no, Liverpool will learn the most. They'll come back from this. They'll come back stronger from this because, you know, they were, they were really poor. Um, I, again, when we played in, in the league, I mean, we were really good. That's what made them look poor, and so they did. They did bounce back, and Pep not doing anything, and and, the, and this other thing where we basically gave up the FA Cup. We did the same thing last year against Chelsea, and I said I really didn't like that because you're then pinning everything on the Champions League, and you saw what happened in the final, and now once again you're pinning everything on the league and the Champions League, and it doesn't automatically work that you're going to win them. And the thing is, if you want to throw the FA Cup, throw it in an earlier round. Play the kids earlier. You know, we were going through rounds in the FA Cup. And so, some Liverpool fans, you know, you had KDB playing against, the, the was it uh, Peterborough or something? You, you know, we weren't playing our strong, uh, we were playing really strong sides. You know, I remember one of the rounds, we were shocked when there were 10 first team players there. Couldn't believe it. And, you know, and, and 10 strong first team players. If you're going to take it easy, you know, if you want to rest your players a little bit for the end of the season, the business end where it really matters, rest them a little bit earlier during the season. Give some kids a chance because we, we noticed this now. We got, was it 17 outfield players? Only 17 outfield players. We, you know, a Torres left, uh, uh, we didn't replace him. So we've got a very, very small squad. And outside that small squad, the kids haven't had much of a look in. So we've got, can you anybody name any defenders that we've got that are kids that are ready to step up and, and have a shot? Anybody? Well, there's Mbete, there's the, um, what's it, Egan Wilson, but are, are they Egan ready? Egan Riley, there's Pe- Egan Riley, there's very, Wilson Esbrand. That's very, I, I absolutely agree with Bernard. Put the lap on because Liverpool wouldn't have been, been yeah. expected, you know, to play against a traditional centre forward. Um, 
particularly when we were, you know, with three one down, you know, give, give them something to think about. It, if, if you're going to throw the FA Cup, throw it earlier. I mean, um, throw it at the quarterfinal stage or something. But as um, you say, we we've got the kids. I, I trust. I, I kind of trust Pep's judgment in many ways because he did the right thing with Foden. Uh, he seems to be doing the right thing with Cole Palmer. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Say so it wouldn't have hurt to throw the lap on when we were three one down. But we're not. not you know, if, if we were two one up, yeah, you'd say, yeah, that 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 would have been the wrong thing to do. But no, um, you know, we we I, I don't think the kids are quite ready yet. I think it's two or three seasons before they are. But um, as you say, there were things he could have done to 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 make things a little bit more difficult for Liverpool. I mean, Sterling wasn't having a great game. Take him off. Put Foden on the left. Put Delap in the middle. You know, put Jesus on the right. Um, or no, I don't know. We just didn't, did we? Well, you know, one sub. We didn't even use him to best effect. I mean, he made made the, 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 the second goal, but then there was that free kick as he came on. I mean, if you brought him on, I, I could perhaps see the point of him not taking that free kick because he'd literally just come on the pitch, hadn't he? So, you know, do you want to give a player that responsibility? But if you brought him on at 75 minutes, um, then then perhaps he's, you know, he's warmed up, ready to take that free kick. I don't know, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, very strange. It, 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 it did appear as Pep Pep wasn't too bothered. I mean, I can't say I, you know, I can't say I was. Of course, you want to win everything, but I can't say I was heartbroken to go out the FA Cup at that stage. It, I think it was more the fact that it was Liverpool. You know, if we'd been playing Chelsea, um, I'd have been even probably less bothered. But um, you know, if we have to lose one game before before the end of the season, then that's the one I would have wanted to lose. No, not want to lose, but one I would, would have accepted losing. But as you say, yeah, we could have made life much more difficult for Liverpool, couldn't we? Yeah. Well, let's get a little bit uh, technical and go over to Ray for this one. Ray, um, uh, Colin, already, uh, Colin and, and Bernard already mentioned the first goal, which was scored by Konate. Now, was that um, cross for the header not out of play? It's, Mike, it wasn't given. So whether it was or it wasn't, it was tight. I mean, people are taking pictures and it depends on your angle and everything else. It was tight. It, it wasn't given. Yeah. And, you know, it, until the whistle goes, the ball's in play. Um, I, I would rather look at the, what we did defensively, which was was shambolic. You know, look, <laughs> Liverpool have got some big, strong fellas. You know, Canate, Virgil van Dijk, what, about six foot four. Um, but they were... You know, we didn't have that many big, tall players, but they were brushed out. I mean, I was, I think Grealish was one of the ones that was supposed to be blocking Kanate. I think we had a couple of players who were supposed to stop Kanate getting the run on our defense, and they didn't. He just bashed him aside. So <laughs> it was just, you know, it's like, you know, playing pin, um, temping ball, and he just knocked him a, uh, to one side and bang, strike. And it's we were bullied. We were bullied out of it, basically. We were bullied out of that corner. Yeah. Simple as that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to Bernard um, for the second goal. Um, <laughs> now, th- there's been quite—I I, I know I can see you're laughing. Um, Definitely got now, the um, yeah. a, a lot of people have have been uh, a bit in the dark about just how good or mediocre or bad uh, Zach Steffen actually is, but um, he seemed to be. He's not Ederson, is he? He he doesn't have those ice, uh, the ice cool uh, no. WD40 going through the the bloodlines like he does. Well, don't don't forget, it was Stefan probably at, 
fault for us losing the semi-final to Chelsea last year. It was a big mistake by him again last year. Um, Stefan, I've just done a quick look at the five FA Cup games we've played, uh, just to do a little vlog on the, the ratings of the players who, who played at least three of those games. And there's 11 players qualified. And yes, uh, the guy who finished last, of course, was Zach Stefan in the player ratings and Manchester Evening News player ratings as well. So that sort of says it all. So he's not had a great FA Cup, but obviously Pep decided, even though he did hint, he did hint, he didn't actually, usually he comes out and says he's playing Stefan, doesn't he? But he didn't say that in the press conference. So he gave us a little bit of hope that he might put Edison in, but he didn't. He didn't. He played, uh, you know, everyone, everyone else of the other four, the other three teams all played their first keeper and I don't I don't go with this rubbish about well he needs to play games at the end of the day he would have he played in all the other rounds he played in the league cup there's a couple of games we had in that so that's enough when we get to a big game you put your best team out and the best team includes Edison so it's wrong so this guy was for me it's not it's, I don't think it's his fault I think Pep's thrown him to the wolves again because he had no confidence he didn't even look confident in that game at the start he was like a, a rabbit in the headlights he looked a bit nervous as he would be is that he doesn't get many games and who can blame him so I'm going to blame Pep for dropping him in it I'm not going to blame Stefan Stefan was leaden footed he couldn't really move that third that third goal was just as bad because he didn't move his feet at all to try and get into a position to make the save he he was just leaden fussed. He was nervous as hell. And when that that ball came back to him and Mane closed him down, he knew where Mane was. And what was it? He looked as though he just didn't know what he was doing. It was so simple for Mane to slide in. And the chances of it rebounding over the bar or wide were, you know, virtually nothing because it was like a, a yard and a half out. So I won't blame Stefan was crap. Stefan was rubbish, but I blame Pep for putting Stefan in because I don't I don't think Stefan was up to it. And he could tell early doors, and you could tell from the 17th minute. Uh, and Mane simply did everything right. All credit to Mane. It was perfect. Just slid in, and Stefan was absolutely rubbish. And we got what we deserved, and Pep, Pep got what he deserved by playing him. That's a, that's a pretty good summary, I think, of the situation, uh, Colin. Um, his feet are just not quick enough, really, for that kind of goalkeeping. Would you well, not? You know, like, he, he made two mistakes there. He... Like <laughs> okay, Ray. Well, wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. That that was that was for Colin. You can jump in in a second. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you've got to play your second choice goalkeeper in those sort of games. But it, it, it's it's clear now he's he's no Ederson, and he's you know he's not a young lad anymore. I think he's mid twenties, isn't he? Um, yeah. yeah. And, and and the the, the crucial mate, the crucial mistake he made in that second goal. Uh, that second goal was. Um, you know, John Stones is pointing to him to play it to assume to Ake on the left, and he hesitates. He takes a, well, Mane is coming in. He just takes a touch rather than just play it. He takes a touch, and, and Mane get, gets a bit lucky. You know, he, he comes in, he flies in for the ball, and, and it comes off him onto Stefan into the net. But why did he take that touch? Why not just play the ball? I don't think Ake was under any particular pressure, and. Um, you know, hopefully he'll learn from it. But um, everyone's raving about Gavin Bazunu, um, and, and, and maybe he's the you know he's the answer. But you, you can kind of understand some of the outfield players. But I don't know. Say, I'm not sure. You know, he's a grown man. He's say he's 24, 25. Um, he had the chance to to clear that that one. It was a bad mistake. But at least I mean, I know some City fans have gotten his back. But at least we're not Liverpool fans like uh, 
he did with Carrius, sent him in death threats for his mess up in the Champions League final. But uh, I, I think he might have. Um, Pep's so stubborn, he'll probably stick by him just for the sake of it. But but you know, we, we may have perhaps seen the seen the back of him. We may sell him. To, okay, giddy up, Ray. He wants to play first team football. Apparently, he said in an interview in America. So whether that goes out on loan or whether that uh, moves on. Uh, what it, you, you can argue it's early. We haven't seen enough of him, but I don't think he'll make it at City. Edison's going to be number one for the, for the foreseeable future. Uh, so what's the point of Zach Sepp being uh, playing second fiddle? Now, I think he made two mistakes with this, uh, with the control and everything. And you can see the massive difference, the golfing class between him and Edison. He kicks the ground first when he's trying to control it or whatever. He just kicks the ground and uh, he starts to... I think internally he's panicking, but he wants to look cool. Uh, and then he ends up taking two yeah. touches. The second one he shouldn't have taken. Edison got away with it last week because Edison's Edison. And he was he was lucky amongst everything else being ice cool in his veins. He was lucky. But Stefan, I don't know whether he wasn't looking properly where he was what he was going to do, but he took that heavy touch. I think the second touch was a heavy one and he should have passed it out already. Um, and yeah, he, he, and then he didn't realise that until it was too late that Manny was going to get there first. Manny was diving in. Now, if Stefan had realised he's over, overcooked it, Manny's couldn't have liked to get there. He could have dived in as well, but it was just too late. He was just dawdling and taking it easy. And I, I'm sorry, you know, you, you 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 might have tried to look cool. You didn't look cool. But yes, Pep's got to take some blame, but Stefan has as well. And as I said, he'll either be sold. I think he'll move on in the summer. Um, I just don't think he's ever going to challenge Edison. He's not putting any Edison under any pressure whatsoever for that number one jersey. And you, I think you do need a, a number two that can put a little bit of pressure to say, look, Edison, if you don't always keep performing, there's someone who is ready and able and willing to step up and take your place. So you've got to keep everybody on their toes, even the, you know one of the best goalkeepers in the world in Edison. Well, I know we slag, I know we slag United off, but they've quite done that, haven't they, with Henderson and uh, De Gea? I mean, they just uh, they sort of Henderson's not a bad little keeper, and it's sort of De Gea's raised his game because of that, and that's that's what we need. And as you say, uh, Ray, uh, Stefan doesn't provide that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to ask for the help of uh, Colin Savage for the third goal because I was watching um, uh, the game on a live feed and it kind of cut out. Uh, luckily for me, so I actually missed the, the, the third goal. Uh, so perhaps you can fill us in, uh, Colin, what happened there? Yeah, I mean, there was a fairly standard cross-field ball to, um, I think it was Alexander-Arnold, and uh, he, he played the ball in. We had people back. It really annoyed me, that goal, actually, because we had about, I don't know, three or four chances to clear that ball. Uh, and players, and I've said this before, we just don't put tackles in. You know, we had three or four, three or four chances where a decent, half decent tackle would have won that ball, and we just, you know, we just let Liverpool players go past us, and eventually the ball found its way to Mane, who was out on the right. And as we say, he, 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 it was a good shot, but it was possibly a little bit too easy. And as, as, as we said, I don't think Stefan had um, had it covered properly. So, uh, but but uh, I wouldn't blame Stefan alone for that goal. Um, there was a few players, and the first part of that move, when the ball came in from the touchline, um, there were two players stood by the Liverpool player, and, and the Liverpool player just ghosted past both of them. And either of them sticks a foot out, 
they win that ball or, or you know, or, or make some commitment to a tackle. And there were another two, at least another two like that um, during that move. And um, we've only got ourselves to blame for that goal. Um, literally from the moment it came in from that left-hand touchline, it was, um, you know, it, it's like we, we may as well not have had any players on the pitch. We just didn't make any attempt to clear it, to, to win the ball or clear it. Yeah, Ray, a lot of people on Twitter this week have been lamenting uh, the decision uh, of uh, Fernandinho to retire. Uh, but it seems it's probably the right decision because he looked particularly leaden-footed, I think, was one of the words that uh, uh, Bernard used earlier. Um, that seemed to apply, I think. Yeah, I think throughout the game, you know, we saw it was in the second half, he, did, he made one outrageous, uh, outrageously dangerous tackle, which I think, a lot of people thought he should have been red carded. They were surprised he was still on the pitch. Um, it's one of those, you know, do your legs go that quickly? You know, we know he's slowing down, but he's played in some decent performances this season. He's been, in fact, very good this season in, in, in a few games. So, he's, you know, but this is a top-level game against top-level opponents in Liverpool. And as like we said earlier, you've got to put, put better players out. Fernandinho's 37 years old, yeah? Um He's he's not got the legs anymore to to be able to do that role, um, you know. And, and and if he hadn't gone, and if he hadn't said he was going, I think he would have gone anyway. You know, he wouldn't have had his contract renewed because even though earlier in the season I thought, yeah, keep him on. Um, you know, I think we need a, we need somebody else, a good, a really good DM to put pressure on Rodri or to take Rodri's place. I'm you know, Rodri's had a, a pretty good season. But, I, I, you know, if you want to improve your team, not just your squad, then you need to get either better players or get someone to push to push Rodri to new heights. Uh, Fernandinho isn't going to put any pressure on. And, uh, you know, it looks like uh, quite possibly this is going to be one of his last starts of, uh, for, for Man City. Yeah, no, no, no shortage of candidates, actually, for um, Fernandinho's replacement, guys. And um, if you're bored... Um, which I often am, um, there is a, a website called News Now where you can choose your team and it will bring you up every single shred of gossip about your team, whether it's uh, got any credibility or no credibility. A lot of these don't have any credibility, but um, <laughs> cer certainly pl pl plenty of candidates that uh, apparently Pep is just one step away from, from signing. <laughs> but um, anyway... Uh, at this point, guys, 3-0, uh, I think we, we were just hoping, uh, weren't we, that it wasn't going to be uh, a, a real humiliation, a real, a, a real embarrassment. And I, I'm thankful for one thing, fellas, uh, that it, it didn't turn out to be. And the scoreline ended up respectable, even though it wasn't really a respectable performance. And, um, and, and, and Bernard uh, partly responsible for this was Jack Grealish and um, he was talking in the week that um, I don't know if you saw this where he was commenting on the fact that he needs to be more selfish um, and uh, uh, more uh, proactive and he was talking about how on his first uh, training session with uh, the city players he was um, incredibly uh, cowed and uh, overawed by the quality of the of the other guys but it, it was it was a fine goal, Bernard. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think he did that much apart from that. I would have liked to see him have a goal more and try and beat players, which he didn't really do. But uh, I think all credit to Jesus as well. I think he set it up perfectly. He looked like a, a, a you know, he's, Jesus is one of these annoying players, isn't he? He can look really, really good sometimes. And you think, hey, he's, he's, he's the guy. And then the next minute, he's just he's absolute garbage. But I think he jinked and, uh, jinked and danced a little bit and uh, sort of took it past one Liverpool player, dodged another. and a great to, to Grealish and he hit it first time and that's what we have to do we've been saying that all the time haven't we guys we've got to hit, hit this hit this ball first I'm not funny about it just get it smacked just get it smacked and that's what I did and it was a great goal and at 3-1 47 minutes hey you know uh, game on perhaps uh, Pep can come up with a master plan to get us back in this and all, in all fairness you know considering the difference in the quality of the teams that we saw at the outset um you know, Liverpool were pretty pretty naff. And even the fans, even the Liverpool fans who were quite buoyant in that first half, they never shut up, basically. Um, they, we didn't really hear them until about the 80th minute in the second half because we, we had them worried. But, yeah, Grealish, he took it really well. Uh, it's a shame we didn't sort of start uh, the siege of the Alamo from there. It's, you know, we had, we had control, but we weren't doing that much with it in front of goal till a bit later on, I suppose, the 70th minute, which I think we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Colin, do you think that uh, Jack Grealish, along with maybe Nathan Ake, are, are are the two players who can come up come out of this game with their heads held a little bit high? Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's hard to pinpoint anyone really in that performance who could come out with their heads held completely high. Uh, Ake, I think, did well as usual. Stones wasn't bad, but uh, yeah, of the forwards. You know, it was a funny one, wasn't it? No one, you, you couldn't look at anyone and say, yeah, you know, they were the standout. Bernardo was quite quiet. Foden was quite quiet, but both had the moments. Um, I say Fernandinho, we know what he can do. Again, he had his moments, but but he's looking increasingly like his legs have gone. Um, you know, Gabriel Jesus had a, two or three really good moments, but he had one. Uh, one moment, I think we'd, he'd prefer to forget. Um, <laughs> and uh, Sterling just did, well, Sterling did bugger Nothing. off. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good that free kick, which was pathetic, but that was about it, wasn't it, from Sterling? Mm-hmm. I know, I know. That was that was a surprise that he started against Liverpool because, um, you know, when has he had a good game against the man? It wasn't a day for any player to have a great game, I, I, I don't think, but, you know... We didn't expect. We got what we expected from from Sterling, and his his renaissance over the last few weeks um, has been pretty well wiped out by the last couple of games he's played. Mm-hmm. Ray, your thoughts on the second half? Well, um, obviously we started it the way we needed to start it if we wanted to come back into this um, to the FA Cup semi final, and uh, then we needed more chances. We didn't get too many. But we had enough. That's always the thing for me. We had enough chances in that second half. Okay, let's ignore Liverpool's good chance as well. But we had enough chances in that second half to take it to extra time. Now, in midweek, Liverpool had that draw with Benfica 3 all. There was a guy who had two uh, goals chalked off for offside. Marginal just Darwin Nunes. Okay, now Darwin Nunes was playing for City. That Gabriel Jesus chance, he scores. Gabriel Jesus does what a lot of players did, and this is why one of the reasons I really like Ferran Torres when he was here. Ferran Torres doesn't just shoot 
and hoped to hit it on target. He was shooting to put the ball past the keeper. And there's a difference. So many times I've seen players who are just happy to hit it on target. Gabriel Jesus, only the keeper to be pretty much straight at him. He can, you know, he, he reasonably easily uh, save that. Um, and, and that was our chance. That was our chance with whatever, 15, 20 minutes to go to get back to 3-2, put the even more pressure on Liverpool. And then they would have felt it. There's no doubt they would have felt it having been leading 3-0 and now it's 3-2. They, they feel the pressure. And I, I'm sorry, you know, it's this lack of clinical finishing. If you saw, I, I mean, he just sticks in my head that down with Nunes. I talked about him a couple of years ago on my channel saying he's uh, an exciting person that City should be considering. This is when Aguero, we were saying Aguero's come to the end and, uh, you know, he, he's not been here much longer. Who should we look at? And he was one of the five players that I did um, some work on with the Italian journalist, David Nunes. And we said he was going to go places. And if But it was, you know, now he's going to cost a heck of a lot of money from Benfica. Whereas, you know, a couple of seasons back, he was like 40 million euros or something. To be, to be fair, Ray, you did say the same about Patson Daka, that he should be I, our next forward. I, I said Patson Daka has, you know, he's playing in Leicester side, that's doing pants. I, I had five players last, not, that was, Patson Daka was last summer. This was the summer before when I had five forwards. One of them was uh, Darwin Nunes. But I'm just saying, if we had more clinical finishers, uh, you know, and for all we love uh, Gabriel Jesus, he is not a clinical finisher. And we had, you know, and I think that's cost us time and time again uh, in, in games where we, we've ended up drawing where we could have won or should have won, but we lack that, you know. There's no point having three or four chances to score one goal. Because I said it before, against t the better teams, you're not going to get those three or four chances to score one goal. You'll get one chance and you've got to stick it away. Gabriel Jesus failed to do that, so... I'm frustrated. Look, it was just one of those things. If he'd put it away, we'd be singing his praises. But he didn't. And it, it, the shot was poor, woeful. It, it wasn't good enough. And, and if you, as I said, if you want to beat Liverpool, you've got to take chances. And we just didn't. Well, let's, ha let's have a, a small uh, section uh, for our younger listeners um, and uh, ask Colin Savage a question. Um, Colin, before Sergio Aguero, um, did City ever in your lifetime, have anything like a lethal, prolific uh, number nine? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Franny Lee. Um, just trying to think back. Um, That's to you as well, Bernard. Yeah, well, I agree with Franny Lee. Um, Dennis Stewart. Um, it was, his it was Dennis Stewart, prolific, Colin, really. On the right, cut, cutting in. Um, I'm just trying to think who else. Um Sorry, Bernie, what was that? Golton knew where the net was. I'm not saying he was the greatest player in the world, but I'll tell you what, he could put that ball in the net from different angles and different positions. What do you reckon, Ray? Oh, I'm just going to throw names out and let the guys shoot me down. Clive Allen. He was, uh, I don't think he's got that much for us. Crap. Um, crap. The City, oh, anyway. The City yeah, was. Yeah, I just remember his 49 Dale Quinn, Dale Quinn uh, was, uh, uh, you know... He was all right was, uh, for a bit. Yeah, David White was brilliant for a while. Yeah. And he, he just sort of petered off. The thing is, if people go through phases, you know. Um, we had some good players, but sometimes we got them at the wrong times of their career, like Robbie Fowler. I mean, we got... Uh, we had Trevor Francis. We had... Um, Uwe Rossler. Yeah. So, But people go through phases, and they weren't prolific for long enough no. at City or 
sometimes not prolific at all. They'd, they'd come when they'd gone over the hill. Um, I, I'm trying to rattle my brains. I can't think of anybody who's who was consistently banging them in. Um, Brian yeah, Kidd, baby. Who? Brian Kidd. Brian Kidd. Mm, yeah. He scored a few, but nothing. It's like Shannon. Mick Shannon scored a few, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, Prolific, you know. Prolific I mean, has to, be- to find to find someone who say did more than say three or four seasons, you are struggling a bit. In all fairness, yeah, yeah, and, the, and prolific has to be scoring better than one goal every two games, and there's not many people who are doing that. Yeah, I mean, you're talking Eric Brook and people like that. You're going back yeah. in time, you know, to the old days, really. Before, uh, if you want to, you want to find players. And I, I guess, Colin, that's why the cries are getting louder and louder for Alfie Haaland's lad. At, uh, at Dortmund. Uh, can, we, can we pronounce it properly? It's Holland. Sorry, no. Alfie Holland's lad. I've been sold off by my Norwegian friends. But, <laughs> yeah, a clinical finisher. Um, you know, when you look at who were playing at false nines, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, you you know, you put a clinical finisher in there, and um, you know, when you look at Saturday's game, and you think. If Jesus takes that chance, if Stefan doesn't mess up, we, we could have won. Despite the fact we had five players short and we didn't play particularly well, we could have won that game. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we were talking after the league game that we outplayed them. And I think we didn't outplay them, but we showed that even without without outplaying them, potentially we could have won that game. So Let's go over to, to Ray and ask it. Ray, what do you sense is the the true situation at the moment with regard to young Mr. Holland? <laughs> no one knows. Honestly, no one knows. Um, all we know is wherever he goes, he's going to cost a shed load of money. You just hear different stories all the time. You know, Real Madrid want him to stay at Dortmund for an extra year so that they can get him next summer on a free or really cheap um, because they're getting Mbappé this summer. Then you hear stories that Mbappé's not leaving. PSG's going to stay an extra year. You know, as as the old saying goes, until these you know sign on the dotted line, until they're wearing the city shirt, until I see them wearing the city shirt, I'm not going to believe anything anymore. You know, it's it's, it's ridiculous. You, you're getting so many stories from so many different people, a continuous stream, and you know they, they just get it's just guessing. It's just people taking a punt because there's you know the the snowball is is rolling now, um, and um, more and more people are saying he's coming, so the next person will come along as well. Now, they've so, seen so many stories. I'll just add to it and make up a story as well to get a little bit of credibility if, you're, if he does join. Look, you know, for me, I don't think we get uh, Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane, his ship has sailed, even though he's playing really well again. Um, I think he's going to give Conte a chance, and then that's that's it for Kane. I think it's, I think it's wrong if he wants to win a trophy, which he obviously does. But I think he's going to give Conte a chance. Uh, there are not, in my book, many other top-class strikers out there. There's, le- there's rumours that Lewandowski is going to Barcelona on a free this summer. Um, so there's not many top-class strikers out there. We, I think I've got to the stage where I think we desperately need one just to be able to offer something different. I, I still like the false nine because of the chances we generally create. But... You know the lack of clinical finishing is is frustrating. No, it's, in, it's interesting we're bringing Al, Alvarez in a bit earlier, aren't we? Bringing supposed yeah. to be bringing him in July, aren't we? That was so, going to be my next question to you, well, Bert, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not that bothered because Alvarez looks mustard, doesn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, what we've seen of him, but you only see what you see on the tele- on a little uh, YouTube clips, don't you? We all know how that works out usually, but uh, the fact we paid a, an extra little bit of money to get him in early, and apparently Pep wants him early, uh, bodes very well, doesn't it? I mean, does that say we're not getting Hulund or whatever we, could, whatever we call him? Uh, I don't know, uh, but it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just look um, a player short there, and obviously a backup for... Um, for uh, Rodri uh, as well, guys. Uh, Colin, what's our next game? It's uh, Brighton on Wednesday night. And what do you think about that? Well, Brighton have um, gone to both Arsenal and Spurs and won. So, um, yeah. And they thrashed Tottenham, didn't they? They all over Tottenham. I mean, they struggled. They didn't against Arsenal, but against Tottenham, they were the, like the home team. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's not going to be an easy game, you know. But, but they're a funny one, Brighton. Um you know, Graham Potter gets a lot, lot of plaudits, but you know those plaudits don't translate necessarily into, into points. I mean, they're they're just in the top half, just made forty points with those two wins. So you know, without those, um, you know, they'd they'd have been struggling a little bit. So you know, they're beatable, um, but but they, they do always uh, generally give us a, a toughish game. So uh, and Liverpool, of course, will have played United the the night before, so. They they may go top. Um, of course, United could win. Uh, for, you know, football's a funny game, but somehow I don't think it's quite that funny. <laughs> Ray, Ray, admit it, admit it for us all now. You are going to be hoping that um, when United play Liverpool, Ronaldo has a swan song, sticks in two, and wins it for them. Um, uh, and you'll be celebrating with Mark Goldbridge on Twitter. No, Mike, you've not heard the news. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I thought we might talk about this earlier in the show. Um, Ronaldo's baby boy died. Oh, really? He had mm. twins, a girl and a boy, and the young young lad uh, has not made it. So this is, he put a statement out earlier this evening. Um, so I don't expect. Uh, you know, we obviously we offer our, our sincerest condolences uh, to Cristiano and his family, his wife and his family. Uh, uh, you know, upon this sad, uh, sad news, sad event. So I don't think he'll be playing tomorrow night. Um, and and I will say this because you know Liverpool fans. We will talk about this anyway. The Liverpool fans will have a, you know what you know what the City fans did at um, at the <laughs> at the uh, minutes uh, silence. But you got Liverpool fans. Liverpool fans straight. You know they've been giving uh, Ronaldo dogs abuse, and it's 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 you know this tribalism in football. It's just not called for. It's, you know th- I don't understand why people can't see where. They're going, you know. They think it's funny, it's cool to go uh, to cross the line. There's a line there, a line of decency uh, that shouldn't be crossed, you know, regardless of uh, whether you, you know, you hate the other team or not. And I just don't see understand why so many people see 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 willing to cross that line. Yeah, that's a particularly bad one. I mean, I can remember the days when people thought it was in very bad taste. Those T-shirts that were sold with. Uh, with Uwe Rosler, Uwe's granddad bombed Old Trafford and uh, <laughs> things like that. But uh, yeah, you have to be very, very careful. Uh, I think about um, uh, the sensitivity of uh, these things. But um, no, it's uh, it's interesting, uh, uh, Burns. So uh, this game against Brighton, it's a it's a it's a, a, a key game. Um, mm. in, your, in your opinion, Bernard, is there much chance of United taking any points off Liverpool? No. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we could answer that with one word, mate, can't we? I mean, hey, I'd love it. Of course I would. But, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely not. I mean, let's face it, in the same way that every game's a cup final for us, I mean, obviously, we've taught momentum again. We've not stopped Liverpool's momentum, have we particularly? So they've still got it. We haven't. We need to start again from scratch. They've got the momentum. Uh, I think they'll, obviously, I don't think they'll probably, you know, I was just say they won't equal the 5 0 but I, I don't know. They probably will. They could do. They could well easily do that. So, yes, in a word, in a word to your question, uh, not a cat in hell's chance. Let's go over to Colin Savage. You just want to ask Colin's opinion about one thing that we learned this week, and that is the end of Sean Dyche. And obviously, on this pod, mm-hmm. over the last five years, we've had a lot of jokes, uh, five years of jokes about, about, um, uh, Mr. Dyche, uh, but uh, he's finally gone. And I just wondered, Colin, what was your reaction to that? Well, it's a real weird one, isn't it? I mean, I, I've, I've always said Sean, Sean Dyche is a better coach than people give him credit for. Um, and he's done wonders with Burnley, really. I mean, all right, the football's a bit, should we say, industrial. It's a bit basic. Uh, someone has said he'd never move with the times, but, you know, it, um, it, it, it's worked for them. And I've always, I've always said in my in King of the Kipax, I generally do a season preview. And Burnley are a funny one. They can be down, you know, hovering above the relegation zone, but the times when they've shown top seven form uh, and they finish in the top seven and they can have a really bad start to the season, then almost put on top four sort of form to, to catch up. And um, But it's just not worked out for them this season. Um we always say, don't we? Football moves on. You can't afford to stand still. But the, you know the timing of it is is weird because um, they're in a bit of a mess anyway. Burnley. I, I'm not sure they would be getting out of it. They would need an incredible new manager bounce to to get out of where they are. But um, uh, yeah, uh, unless something's gone on behind the scenes, I, but, there hasn't. Uh, Nothing's gone on behind the scenes apparently from. Uh, reading some, some uh, Burnley sources, uh, as soon as the American owners have come in, you know, this this um, attitude of firing people. I mean, Sean Dyche, he's, he's, been, on, he's been out on the Raz by the, by the signs of it. People taking pictures of him in bars and stuff. But he's, he, apparently he's got £15 million payoff. So, I mean, he's going to be smiling, whatever happens. the bars now, that's for sure. Yeah, but look, <laughs> he's kept them up there whilst they've been selling their players, you know. Uh, the best players have been leaving. Um, I mean, they lost Chris Wood, their striker, and he hasn't scored a lot of goals, but he, they lost him to, uh, to Newcastle in January. Every season, they seem to, you know, if they got a good player or two a few years ago, it's Michael Keane left. Uh, Trippier was one of theirs. Um, yeah. so ben Mee. Sorry? Yeah. So Ben Mee's still there, isn't he? Ben Mee's still it's there. Still so they, but they've lost a few players here and there, you know, and they don't, they don't spend a lot of money on, on players. So they're always going to struggle the way they, they, they're set up. And the way this uh, leverage buyout came to say is crazy. You know, they had 40 million quid in the bank. And the, the owners knew that the Americans were going to use that, take that money out and use it to help buy the club. It's just crazy that it was, it was ever allowed to happen. And the fear is that Bernie will go down and down again. Um, Deitch was punching well above his weight um, and it's, it's a shame uh, but you know I hope they go the same way at Everton now and and the new owners uh, take it in you know in this in the, 
in the nether regions and uh, both get relegated. Well, the, well, the, well, the well, interesting well, thing is, someone, someone said this on Twitter, it's not my original thought, but can you imagine getting Rafa Benitez in for the last eight games, or seven games it is now? Yeah. Uh, he engineers an escape act at Everton's expense. That would be <laughs> absolute <laughs> meltdown. Delicious, I think the word is. Um, but on on behalf of uh, the Bolt from the Blue podcast, we do wish uh, Sean Dyche and his fifteen million quid uh, all the very very best uh, because we've we've enjoyed you and um, it's it's not going to be the same without you. There's another manager we should offer best wishes to as well, shouldn't we? Uh, Mr. Rooney, he got Rooney. relegated, did he today? I think. Oh, yeah. dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, Bernard. Um, <laughs> well, don't give him his credit. Look, I mean, Derby started with minus 21 points. If they hadn't had the minus 21, they wouldn't have got... No, he's rubbish. He's rubbish. He couldn't have kept him up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that bloody yeah. shin goal against us. He deserves everything if, he gets. Yeah. If we're going to pass on best wishes, we should pass on best wishes to John Gwynn, who's been a little bit poorly uh, yeah. in recent times. He's, uh, in, he's been in the hospital for a couple of weeks, I think. So we're, we've got to wish him all the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, as befits any good sort of gathering or meeting, AOB guys, any other business? Well, you, any missed other the, you, missed big, you missed the big stuff out. All this crap about City not selling out their allocation and uh, pundits, you know, the usual crap from very various sources uh, in, in the media. Obviously, you Liverpool fans are Liverpool fans. They're a bunch of cults. So you get you expect it from them. But all this rubbish, you know, um, and, and and here's the thing. And I, I said this, look, you know, it, it's Liverpool have got a massive fan base. There's no question about that. They've got a lot of Cockney Reds, a lot of Reds who live in London. It's easy for them to, you know, make that trip to, to Wembley when the no trains coming from uh, from Houston, uh, the, the main, uh, um, you know, train station in Manchester. So there's no trains going down to London from Houston station. It's It's a real palaver. You know, um, I think City were a couple of thousand short of selling the full allocation. Uh, and, you know, people are obviously taking pictures and it's been in uh, on on Twitter and uh, other social media. And even some um, journalists have had a pop at City. But you look, you've got to be on, look at this. We go there quite so regularly. Now, in the last, um, I've just got some stats here. In the, it, we've had 20, someone said we've had 22 visits to Wembley in the last 11 or 12 years. Uh, and we sold that allocation 18 times. And in the 11 years that City have been to Wembley since 2011, we've been more than all the other Northern clubs put together, doubled. So all of the Northern clubs together haven't been more than 11 times. So we are miles clear. So, you know, it, it's costing City fans an arm and a leg and people haven't noticed. We're in a bit of a, you know, a crisis at the moment uh, financially. And, and and I this is some, something I, I said. Liverpool fans have been starved of success until the last two or three years. They've been starved of success in the last 10 years. They'll jump onto anything. So for them, going to um, Wembley, it's a bit of a new thing, isn't it? Whereas for City fans, we've been going so often. Now, and Henry Winter was really bad, really bad calling it the uh, Anfield South. You know, when you look at the last, you know, but look at the last 25 years. In the last 25 years, quarter of a century, Liverpool have played nine times at Wembley. Nine times. One of them, they didn't deserve to be there because we won the league and the FA Cup. So they played in the Community Shield when they didn't deserve it. They've been there nine times in 25 years. City have been to Wembley more times in the last five years 
than Liverpool have been in the last 25. <laughs> so, you know, we are kind of got used to it. My kids don't want to go anymore. They used to, you know, I always used to take a kid to Wembley, wherever, you know, for the especially for the Carabao Cup finals. My kids don't want, you know, they, they're sad to say they're bored of it. They're so used to going every, every year, or sometimes twice a year, three times a year. They're bored with it. So some of that will hit, hit home as well. And obviously, City fans, have, a lot of them have just come back from uh, Madrid. We've got to save up for Madrid again. And uh, uh, finally, thanks to Stupid FA, we had a couple of coach load of fans who couldn't go to the game because they went to the Women's FA Cup semi-final, which was played, which kicked off, I think, at 11.15. So they couldn't get to this 12, game 15. in time. Sorry? 12.15. 12.15. The Women's yeah, FA Cup semi-final. Sorry? It was even worse, 12.15. 12.15, sorry. So you know chance yeah. to get there for 3.30. Absolutely. So why couldn't they make that game at 4.30 or 5, you know, of the women's game on the Sunday? This is a crazy situation that both, you know, the Liverpool game could have been on the, against City could have been on the Sunday, for instance, because both teams were playing in the Champions League on Wednesday. Why mm. couldn't that have been on the Sunday? So that each team got four days rest. That extra day might have given us an extra player. Why did women's game have to be on the same day? Why, you know, uh, it's just it just defies belief. And Chelsea's women they played on the Sunday, and the men played on the Sunday. How how stupid is this? It's just you know I don't know. These guys are earning the money for what because they're not any good at the FA. They're absolutely useless. So you know everybody's been having a a pop at City. We've had. Uh, I don't know the guy's name. Now. Is it Alex Crook on that horrible talk spot? Uh, having a blast at City with their clickbait report, you know, uh, rants. Um, bottom line is, you know, at the end of the day, some City fans don't go because they're, you know, they, they go all the time and they save themselves for the FA Cup final and, you know, the Champions League game. So, but at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares what other fans do? Look at your own team. Look at your own fans. Focus on yourselves and don't. Why are you bothered about other teams' fans, Liverpool fans? Why are you bothered? I think the best. I think the best one I saw. I did comment on it. Was that there's a Newcastle fan who said, obviously, if Newcastle were at Wembley, you'd sell double what we sold. So I said, yeah, but if we went as many times as you did, we'd sell double what we sold as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, uh, just on on the point of Henry Winter's um, asinine uh, wanker uh, post. <laughs> uh, it, it was good to see uh, if you actually um, followed the replies. I think um, Mr. Winter, who is a, 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 a very, a very, very, very <laughs> sentimental uh, boomer, um, you would have to say, uh, with all the things he concerned with. I think he got a few sharp rebukes um, uh, and a lot harsher than what Ray uh, just said. But um, <laughs> uh, guys, um, any other other business, or are we done for this particular pod? Yeah, fine. I can I can hear crickets in the background, yeah. so I think that's it, guys. Um, so uh, we will be back with you after the game uh, against Brighton, as we as we endeavour to do. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I I think that um, a couple of our members have got a few things off their chest, and hopefully, it's a bit therapeutic for them. So uh, we'll just uh, bid farewell and have some final, final comments from from the guys. Colin Savage, final, final comments. Uh, yeah, well, it's the running now. Every game's a cup final now, isn't? It? Well, we we not got to the FA Cup final, but every game now is a cup final, and um, 
you know, we'll see what happens. Liverpool could still end up with just a League Cup final, uh, League Cup from this season. Uh, well, they've won the Carabao Cup, haven't they? I'm not yeah. Jinxing. But that doesn't really count. <laughs> unless, yeah, unless they win it when it's the world's most important trophy, of course. Yeah. Final comments from uh, Bernard Janine. Yes, it's been been good tonight, guys. As I say, I'm glad we didn't get onto certain subjects I didn't want to talk about. But uh, let's just hope Brighton are on the beach tomorrow, and let's hope we can uh, we can put a few past them. Well, I hope yeah. they're on the beach on Wednesday. Wednesday as well. <laughs> they'll be on tomorrow. That'll be too knackered for Wednesday, so it'll be fine. You know what they final, get up to in Brighton. <laughs> final comments from uh, Ray Bubbles. Well, we're the famous Man City, and we're not going to Wembley anyway. Um, but we move on. We've got big fish to fry, and I hope we fry at least one of them this season. But, but someone asked on Blue Moon, what, what, were there any positives to come out of uh, Saturday's game? And, and, and two for me were, A, we, we don't have to spend even more money on a cup final, because when we played Watford, it cost me 210 quid for seats in the gods for me, my son and daughter-in-law. And, of course, we don't get a game move. So the Wolves game, Wolves-West Ham game. Now goes ahead as scheduled on the 15th of May because that's the uh, weekend of the cup final. So it's so a Liverpool then I've got to squeeze an extra game in somehow. Um, and uh, of course, they're in the Champions League as well. So um, and expected to win. So, you know, th- th- they're going to have to find a spare. Um, they're probably going to be playing three games in a week at some point. Yeah. Grateful for small mercies. Thank you very much, guys, uh, for listening. Um, you've been listening to Colin Savage, Bernard Deneen and Ray Bubbles on the Bolt from the Blue podcast. We'll finish off in the normal way, guys, by saying have one on us and up the blues.